Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. Today we're talking about leadership principles out of the book of Genesis, and I think you are going to love it. Genesis is full of so many incredible stories, and today we're just going to look at a few people out of the book of Genesis and just glean some different leadership principles that I think that you can apply to your life no matter where you're at, whether you're leading in your family, in your community, maybe you're leading a business, or whatever you're doing, I think you're going to get something great out of this. Okay, so in Genesis chapter 14, we're going to find our first lesson. And here we see that Abram just had a great victory. And the Bible tells us in verse 18 that Melchizedek was the king of Salem. And Melchizedek's about to teach us an important lesson. In verse 20, here he is. And it says, And blessed, praise, and glorified be God most high, who has given your foes into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of all he had taken. You know, I love this so much because we see here that there is a blessing being a given and a blessing being received. The first leadership principle that we can learn from Melchizedek out of the book of Genesis is this, is leaders are always ready to give a blessing and a willingness to also receive. See, here's the thing, is as leaders, I found this, that a lot of people are really good at giving things away. We're used to being the ones. If you're leading, no matter if you're leading your family or in your community, or maybe you're leading a business, you know that as a leader, part of that is you're constantly the one who's giving away to others. But what I want you to see here is that not what made Melchizedek great was that not that he was just willing to give, but he was also willing to receive a blessing. And I think so many times as leaders where we miss it is we're always doing for everybody else and we never take time to receive ourselves. And what I love about Melchizedek here is that Abraham came and he received a blessing, but he also gave a blessing in return. And I'll just challenge you as leaders, like it's okay to let other people do things for you. It's okay to allow people to help you out. It's okay to say, I really don't have it all together and I'm going to need a little bit of help because most of the time we think that as being a leader, we should be able to have it all together. We should have it uh, all by ourselves that we should be able to pull it off by just working a little bit harder or maybe trying a little bit harder. But what I love about this is Melchizedek shows us a great leadership principle that if we're going to truly lead and do great things, we have to be really good at both giving and receiving receiving. The second leadership principle that I want us to get is out of Genesis chapter 26 and it's from Isaac. And oh my goodness, I love the story of Isaac so much. And in Genesis chapter 26, we're going to read verses 17 and 18. It says, so Isaac went away from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gir and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the names by which his father had called them. You know, I love this so much because Isaac taught us our second leadership principle here in the book of Genesis. And he taught us this, is to be great, we need to draw from the past. I love this so much because here Isaac is, and he's about to do something great for God. But what he does is he remembers what his dad did. He remembers the successes of his father's generation. And he goes back. He doesn't decide to dig a new well. He just 
Jesus went back and began again with the success of his father. And I love that it says, and he called them by the names that his father had named them. You know, Brian, he is incredible at all sports and all things good. And he was telling me the other day that a key to a good golf swing is not on how well you go forward. But he said the key to a good golf swing is the backswing. He said it's the backswing that makes a good golfer to a great golfer. And so as he explained this to me, he began to show me the difference in a good backswing. And I began to think about how in our lives, the difference between good leaders and great leaders is how well they look to the past on and reflecting on the people who've gone before us and their successes to draw from what we should do next. And here Isaac is. He could have chosen to do anything, but he knew that the true key to greatness is that he had to look back to his past, see what God did back there, and just decide to pick up where they left off. You know, so many times I think we're trying to come up with something original, and if we just look around and look in our past and see the successes of others and just decide, I don't have to come up with something unique or something crazy. I just need to pick up where they left off. The third thing that I want us to see here is Jacob. In Genesis 25, 30, we see the story about Jacob. And here he is, and he's about to teach us our third thing. In Genesis 25, 30, it says, And Esau said to Jacob, I beg of you, let me have some of that red lentil stew to eat, and I, for I am faint and famished. And that is why his name was called Edom, red. And Jacob answered, Then sell me some of your birthright. You know, what I want to show you here is that Jacob showed us an important lesson, and it's our third leadership principle out of the book of Genesis, is leaders leaders always identify what is the most important right now. See, the difference between Esau and Jacob was this, is Esau saw the immediate need, and he forgot what was the most important. And if we're going to be a great leader, we have to always keep our eyes fixed on what's the most important thing, not what's the urgent thing, not the, not the thing that would take away the pain or the frustration right now, but to be a great leader, we have to continuously be looking at what is the most important thing. In the moment, it looked like Esau had the better end of the deal because he was the one who went to bed fully satisfied. He wasn't hungry. He was His immediate need was taken care of. But a few years later, Jacob was the one that ended up with what was the real prize, the most important thing. And I think if we're not careful as leaders, we're constantly doing the things to fill the immediate need. We're sleeping in because we don't want to wake up to work out. We're spending the money today when later we won't have the money for retirement. We're making the decisions to just ignore that bad behavior right now. But the truth is, in the long run, that bad behavior is making a toxic environment in our organization. See, we're doing what satisfies the immediate need and forgetting about the most important thing. And Jacob models to us that if we're going to be a great leader, we have to always identify what's the most important thing and make sure that all of our energy is going towards that. The next leadership principle we're going to see is in Judah. In Genesis 38, it tells us the story about Judah. And Judah made a really big mistake. He had slept with a prostitute and she ended up getting pregnant. Not one of the best stories that you'd want told about you in the Bible, right? But I love in Genesis chapter 38, it tells us about how she came forward and comes to Judah. And in this, I love this so much. In Genesis 38, 26, it says, And Judah acknowledged them and said, She has been more righteous and just than I, because I did not give her to Shelah, my son, and he did not cohabit with her again. You know, I love this because here Judah is 
face to face with his failure and he doesn't make her as the bad one, he takes ownership and takes full responsibility for what he had done wrong. The fourth leadership principle I want us to see is that leaders admit when they are wrong. Leaders are the first to admit when they are wrong and I'll go ahead and tag a little bit more onto that and they take responsibility for it. I love this because Judah in this time and era he could have pointed fingers at her and said, it was her fault. She made me do it. But I love it. He takes full responsibility for the actions taken. And he says, listen, I'm the one who is responsible. She is more righteous than I. You know, if we're going to do great things and, and be great for God, we're going to have to have a willingness to admit when we're wrong. We're going to have to have a willingness to take responsibility and be able to move on. I found so many times when I'm leading things, I, I don't mind when people make mistakes. But the difference between the people who lead and the people who follow are the ones who are able to say, I was wrong. I messed up. And you know what's so beautiful is Judah, it tells us that Jesus came from the line of Judah. I often think about how sweet that is, that Jesus came from that lineage of people who were humble in their mistakes and were able to say, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. And I'm going to mess up from time to time. And I love that because anybody can follow a leader who makes mistakes and is willing to admit they're wrong. People don't follow you because they think that you're perfect. They follow you because of your humility of your heart when you do mess up. The fifth leadership principle we're going to see here out of the book of Genesis comes from Joseph. I love this so much. In Genesis 41, 15, it tells us the story about Joseph. But I, what, what I want you to see out of the whole story here out of Joseph is in 41, 15, is that leaders dream and help others with their dreams. I love that so much. Joseph teaches us that leaders dream big dreams and they help others with their dreams. You know, I think if we're going to be great leaders, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to make sure that we're faithful with helping other people get to their dreams, even when it looks like our dream isn't happening. See, what I love about Joseph is that he is in the darkest place in the prison and he, there he is being faithful to help everybody around him flourish and get to the next level. All the while, he had a dream in his heart for greatness. And on the outside, it looked like nothing was happening. But behind the scenes, God was hard at work and he was moving things around. And I'll tell you this, that in your own life, if you want to be a great leader for God, you have to be have a willingness to get other people to their dreams, even when it looks like yours is lying dormant. Thank you so much for listening to today's content. If you would like to further connect with Crystal, text the keyword CRYSTAL to 33733 and follow the prompts. We are so thankful you are a part of our community. Let's do something awesome for God this week.